Hello to you today. This is Walrus and the Bear, the podcast where I, Walrus, take on the intricate and wildly fascinating city that is Berlin. I am very glad you are here with me today because boy, oh boy, have I got something for you. A tale of ink and bodies flecked. Walrus is all about tattoos today. Almost every mummy that's dug up has tattoos. People have been doing this as old as we know there are people. But first... Today's episode is sponsored by SwitchUp. As long as we can remember, man has been harvesting electrical power from glowworms. In the late 20th century, industrial-sized breeding grounds allowed us to upscale its potential. The larvae of this magnificent worm are now rendering nuclear power plants near to obsolete. Energy suppliers, however, still vary greatly. Do you want, for example, a bio company where each of the worms gets a little belly rub before sucked dry? Or do you prefer the more traditional method of lifelong glowworm imprisonment? It's all up to you. Comparing the different energy suppliers and making a switch is now extremely easy with SwitchUp. Check it out at 4000hz.de slash switchup to find out more. We're going to do my back piece today, right? Oh, uh, yeah. A story on how you get ink in your body. The Jesus on the cross. The Jesus on the cross, the, the back piece that extends, like, his feet will be on the back of my legs. Um, <laughs> oh, you just want Jesus on top of you. Just... Nah, I'm not getting no back piece. But Walrus is going to speak with a bunch of people who have elaborate tattoo experience. Stuff, you know, because I know diddly squat about the whole tattoo scene or tattooing itself. So. Yeah, I don't know much about it myself. That is not true. But before we get into all of that, I just wanted to say that for those who are really into tattooing, this is quite the tattooing for beginners episode. I mean, I knew near to nothing before I started with this whole trip. Crazy needle is this? What is this? This is a 25 mag, so this is what I use to color in people's backs. Does this go? This goes into people? Yeah. That looks horrific. And also, there might be some strong language in this one. So if you're not used to walrus spitting dirty words, this might be the time to switch to an AM FM channel. How about 98.9? Used to the feeling of... Alright, now that I can do this, I can do this. Like this? Whoa, 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 what's going on here? Well, what are you doing, Walrus? And now we'll draw, I'll draw a kitty cat. A freaking kitty cat? Wait, let's, let's do this thing right. Alright, so my curiosity in tattoos was sparked during a trip to my hometown, Amsterdam. I had been to a music festival there, it had been warm, people hardly wore any clothes, and to my surprise, I discovered people were hardly displaying any tattoos. Now, when I got back to Berlin, I started paying more attention, not just to random people on the streets, but also to my friends. And actually, whereas almost none of my friends in Amsterdam are inked up, quite a bunch of them here are. I don't have any tattoos myself, never really thought about getting them either, but I found this whole Berlin and tattoos thing rather intriguing. So when my friend Carrie invited me to her house to do some tattooing myself, the game was on. So this is the tattoo kit. Uh, so what's inside? I mean, what, what do we? I, like, I'm super excited for getting this stuff out. I have no, like, I have no clue what mm. all this is. Well, if you would shut your pie hole for a moment, you might actually learn something. What are we gonna do? We're gonna make a gangster banana casserole. <laughs> 
That's right. To start things off, I want to know how things work, the mechanics and all. Yeah. Right. I think you need ink. Yes. And you need a needle to put it yes. in your skin. Yes. That's what I know. That's how far. Somehow you to power it. I mean, you can at the bare minimum just have the needles, which are like in these little sealed hygienic packs, um, and ink, and you could just do it to yourself. And actually, like, you know, there's like jail tattoo guns where people are like taking apart, you know, a Walkman or something or some kind of electronic thing. They get just enough of a motor that plugs in, and they they basically. Make something like a sewing machine so that it basically mm-hmm. jump up and down. But we're not doing that today. We have an actual kit in front of us. We have the body of the machine, is what I will call it. We have the tube that's going to hold the needle. We have a needle. We have rubber bands. So you have to put them on the needle to hold tension. We have ink. We have ink in a cup. There's sanitizer, which we don't really need. And we have a whole bunch of bananas waiting to get hurt. But looking at this machine, this bulky thing with the vibrating needle attached to it, I sort of like, um, just like, wh- what? But it's just a, it's a simple electromagnetic circuit. That's Matthew Gordon. I asked the people of Tycho Gallery in Berlin if I could swing by if there was anything I didn't really understand. The circuit is, when it's connected, it turns on, turns the magnets on, which pulls the armature bar down which breaks the circuit, and the spring that has the armature bar pulls that back up, connecting the circuit again. So as the current runs through, it's basically turning on, off, on, off, on, off, over and over and over again. And that, in turn, makes the needle go up and down, up and down, up and down, penetrating in the skin. How far in the skin? So you have the top layer constantly shedding. That is Wendy Pham, also from Tycho Gallery. Um, But the layer underneath that, it, it moves very slowly. So it's just staying in a layer that doesn't uh, regenerate as, as fast as the top layers. So in the dermis, the second layer of the skin. Can you go too deep? You can go too deep. You can go into the more fatty layers of your skin, and that's when you see tattoos that kind of look really blurry and sort of uh, spread out, and it's kind of not a clean line. It's sort of more like a blob. All right, back to the bananas. We got the machine hooked up. And, and now what? Now we turn the machine on. <laughs> you get to hear the first, the first sounds. Have you ever been in a tattoo shop? No. Because the machine has a very distinct sound. And there's actually, I mean, there's a great sound bite if you can find it. It's a Tom Waits song. Well, I've lost my equilibrium and my car keys and my pride. The tattoo parlor's warm, and so I hustle there inside. And the grinding of the buzzsaw, what you want that thing to say? I said, uh, don't misspell her name, but she's the one that got away. Well, what do you want me to tattoo on the banana? I don't know. Let's first, how, how does it work? I mean, you kind of... Oh, now we have ink. Yeah. And this is the part where I say it's like, oh, that's not doing it, but anyways. So. All right. We have a perfectly good... How about like an anchor? And so Carrie tattoos away. A beautiful anchor on a banana. And of course, once she's done, it's my turn. So how how do you hold this thing? Like this? Yeah. Look at that. This is good. I definitely try to not have this thing resting on my hand though. Yeah, it's more like this. All right, fire it up, bad boy. Okay, this is kind of intense. Yeah, wait, I first have to get used to the feeling of... Yeah, walrus is not really a bad boy. He's more like um, like a walrus. All right, now no, I can do this, I can do this. Like this? All right. And then the process of me drawing a cat began. 
And I can tell, if you can't draw, like me, you sure as hell are not leaving anything pretty in a banana. Oh dear god. Oh, how is this ever gonna turn into a kitty can? Kitty's uh, um, got ears. Kitty's got ears. It uh, needs to have a... Whoa, uh, that's all right, that's all right. Well, ice, uh, ice, they have a little bit like, uh, oh, I know what kind of ice they have, but this is gonna be tricky. I made it way too small. Yeah, do you like that sound? The grinding of the bus saw? The kitty is almost done. Okay, I think this is, uh, this is the kitty cam. What do you think? Oh, it's very cute. Isn't it? Yeah. So, I don't think I'll become a tattoo artist, it's not for walrus. It stresses me out and the result of the cat is, well, well, gruesome might be the right word. You don't really want to put this on someone. Looking across the table, however, there is someone with a whole bunch of drawings on her. So what is it like, actually being tattooed? What, is, what does it feel like you prepare yourself, everything is going, like he's doing his thing or she's doing her thing and you're sitting there in the chair and then... Um, the first moment that the needle goes in, yeah. like how does yeah. that feel? Because that's the exciting part. That's yeah. the most exciting part. I think is like when you're sitting and waiting, and then once they come and they're like, <laughs> they're like, all right, let's do this. And then you're like, all right, this is happening, and it's, this is you know now it's the point of no return, and it's tipping over it. I think it's really great. Yeah, I've always, I mean, for me, I've always, just as the tattoo is going to happen, I always have that moment of like, this is going to be there for a while. That's. Mm. And it is, you get really excited. And also when I've done it to myself, I'm also like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And I get really excited. Like I almost get so excited and shaky that I can't mm. tattoo myself. Either. But you have to make <laughs> yeah, but so it, it hurts, right? A needle going up and down in your skin for like hours. I mean, the other thing is like once I got a tattoo, I realized that I really enjoy the feeling of it. Like all of that, that pain and the intensity, I really enjoy it. No, no, come on, the pain, the pain. And I, I think I'm a bit sadistic and, and I like pain sometimes, and so it turned out to be quite pleasurable. Wait, there, there's more of you? Well, we're going to discover the sensation of pain after the break, and we're going to speak with some tattoo artists about their profession. Uh, it was, I got tattooed by this old, fat, born-again Christian that used to be a biker that... Uh, pimped out girls and sold guns out in Norwalk. He left there and found Jesus, and I ended up getting tattooed by him uh, when I was 18. Yo, guys, let's get real here for a second. I'm a little bit on a podcast high, and it's been pretty great. Since I joined the podcast label, the show has been featured twice, T-Wice, on the iTunes podcast front page, which is freaking unbelievable. That's also thanks to you guys, who've been listening and rating the show. It got boosted as soon as the first ratings appeared. At the moment, I have 21 ratings, and that is great. It's awesome. Thank you so much. But I also know that way more of you are listening to the show, so I thought maybe we could double that. Let's make it to 42. If only 20 of you rated the show right now, it would immediately pump the show right back on the front page, and to be honest, Walrus likes it there. He's kind of a show beast anyway. Another thing is, I quit working at the cafe. Since I arrived in Berlin, I've been working at this little coffee shop called Floors in the Schönleinstrasse, and it's been good. For an expat like me, it's important to feel grounded in a city, to be part of some sort of a community, and that's exactly what the cafe has given me. A whole bunch of friends, new neighbors, and I learned how to speak German there. 
Now, I'd only been working there one day a week for the last couple of months, but with the tour guiding, which I thoroughly enjoy doing, and the podcast actually doing really well, I just needed a bit of my focus back. Guiding tours during the day, spitting podcast pros during the night. Thank you, Floor and Bram. Thank you, amazing colleagues. And of course, all you regulars who are now Walrus Podcast friends. You have been great. Now, let's blast some more ink, guys. Booyah! Just after, like a day after I turned 18, I got a, a, an eagle, like an old biker-style eagle. It said freedom across it. That is Jeffrey Lutz. Because that was really, uh, yeah, all I, I wanted at the time was just kind of be free and wild, so that did the trick. Jeffrey is originally from California. He's been living on and off in Berlin for the past couple of years. I ask how this wild American kid got interested in tattooing. I knew I wanted to do something creative, something in the arts. I wanted to be my own boss, and I wanted to be able to go all over the world and travel and see all the shit out there. But you don't just become a tattoo artist. Apparently there's some proper shit you have to get through. It's called an apprenticeship. Pum, pum, pum. It's a tra- it's training, so... Uh, and it, it's I don't think it's as bad in Europe as in the US. I kind of found in traveling that the US is a bit notorious for just being physically, emotionally, psychologically cruel to the people that are trying to get into it. Wow. All right. So how does this work? And basically you just work for free and get taught stuff. That's Wendy again from Tyco. You do all the dirty work, clean the toilet and do all the cleaning and all the horrible stuff that no one else wants to do. And in return, you get the knowledge of, you know, how to tattoo. So it's sort of a trait. You're basically someone's bitch for years. That is Gwen Douglas, another tattoo artist from Tyco Gallery. And she also has some particular memories about being an apprentice. Um, But apprenticeships are, it was the worst and best three years of my life. Like, absolutely horrible. Then why go through all of that? Can she just practice a lot on bananas, perhaps? Gwen says it has something to do with ego. And if you have a big ego... Yeah, it's not going to work. You're going to have a lot of unhappy clients and you'll be struggling your whole life fighting against your clients. So I think learning humility, it's like tattooing is 50% confidence and then probably a good 20% like humility and then the rest is art skills and technical skills. Mr. Lutz also thinks it doesn't necessarily have something to do with learning skills. You want to fil- you want to filter people out. Cuz when it matters to you, you you don't want everybody in on it. You want to filter out the fucking the the weak, the shitty, the people with no integrity, no character. Uh, why would you want them sitting at your table? So yeah, they 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 want to fucking filter you out. I I do that with people all the time too. Fuck them. So let's get back to the realm of pain. I asked a woman named De Duke to talk about her experiences getting inked. It's kind of like waiting for surgery. You see the doctor like like putting on the gloves and putting all the tools out and I'm like sweating and scratching myself and debating on leaving but I already put a deposit down which I don't want to lose and um, and then she starts and it's not as painful as I thought it was going to be 
And to go even further, there's a certain enjoyment in the pain that is inflicted, which is interesting because a couple of weeks earlier, Carrie, the one with whom I tattooed bananas, told me this story. And especially like um, with with this one was the most painful one I ever got. It's like on my on my inner arm. It's a very sensitive area. And this this took like four hours and it's all pastel colors. So it was very it was very intense. And this is one of my this is my favorite tattoo story to tell anybody. So basically the guy takes a break halfway through, he's like, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. And the whole thing is already painful. It's only been two hours, it's only partly colored in. And I like stand up from the table, because I was laying down on my back. I stand up from the table and I realize that I've been sweating. There's just like a puddle of sweat on this dude's, you know, tattoo table. And I'm like, oh my God, how embarrassing. Quick, like wipe it away before anyone sees. And I go to wipe it and it's ice cold. I mean, it's just like cold adrenaline pain sweat. I don't know. It's like when you have so much chemicals, that's the thing, chemicals get released in your body to deal with the effects or the pain of this. And then you're just kind of high. And, and so I didn't even realize I was sweating and that it was cold sweat coming out of me. And a lot of it, I was just like, oh my God, it's a puddle. And uh, yeah, I just somehow, for me, I was really like, wow, that's that's how intense this uh, experience is. And I always know that after the, like these bigger pieces, after the tattoo was done, I was really giddy and euphoric. Like I just remember like calling a friend and being like, hey, I just got a tattoo, I feel so good, like let's hang out. And it's a, so there's that. I think I got really probably more interested in that than, than anything else. To this point where I'm like, I would, I would never take back any of the tattoo experiences I have, but somehow I could not have the marks on my body that would be okay. So chemicals are racing through your body, leaving you with euphoria during and after your session. And for some, that can be so enjoyable, they would go through it without even having the actual design left on the body. It's quite addictive. It's, uh, if you like pain, it's, it's quite addictive to do it. Jeffrey, however, thinks that this might only be true for a small minority of people. I, I guess there's some kind of therapeutic release and enduring pain. In the same way that people go to the gym or do martial arts or whatever kind of physical activities that you have to endure through. Uh, but I, I, I think the ultimate draw of it is it's, it's really just vanity. I, the nice thing about the tattoo, though, is that there is a price of pain that one has to endure to get it that makes it a cooler than just fucking buying a gold chain and wearing that around town. A form of vanity. Of putting something on yourself that'll make you more, well, what you want to be. And of course, wie mooi wil zijn, moet pijn leiden. It's kind of like cosmetic surgery, for example, where you go through the pain because you want to look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I, I feel complete. Like, I feel more complete than I was before. Like, this is what I want to look, look like and I'll go through whatever pain I have to go through to achieve the image that I want. Like, you know, people get their teeth done or they, they get like hair extensions or some shit and like all that stuff hurts. And you do it because you want the end result. It's not because, oh, I'm gonna do this because it hurts. That you do it because you want the end result and you, it just has to, the pain is just a part of it. I think there are many reasons why people get tattooed. So some people get tattooed to include themselves in a group of outsiders. Some people get tattooed to exclude themselves from the major population. Also, some people enjoy the pain. That's a minority in my experience. Uh, but with the regard to the sort of addiction, quote-unquote, that people talk about, I think it's more that when you get the first one, you're really nervous about the idea of forever. Will I like this forever? Is this decision something I can live with forever? 
But the reality is once you do it, you realize that it's like any other decision that you've made in your life. You move on. It's on your skin. I mean, you stop looking at the moles on your skin or the way your hair grows. You're like, this is just who I am. So I think once you realize that it's not such a huge decision and that it can be fun and that it it maybe changes the way you interact with people, you connect to different people, then all of a sudden people are like, yeah, well, this was fun. Maybe I get another. Yeah. And then it snowballs from there. And sometimes people just get one and they're happy with one. But usually that first one is the the biggest decision, the hardest decision to make. If you're ever curious on where to get those first lines drawn, check out Tycho Gallery in the Schönleinstrasse. They have an amazing team and draw some badass art on your body. I would say like we, we want somewhere that's really inviting that like other you know people who aren't like cool tattoo dudes can come into, you know, someone's mom can come in and feel really comfortable and get their tattoos. So I think it's just more of a relaxed vibe with friendly people rather than like the cool guy attitude and that's what we want to promote. Well, and if you do decide to go for a cool guy, contact Jeffrey Lutz and get an unbelievable image done by this man. Let's go down. Uh, now, can you do it so it looks like a prison tattoo? Tell you what, let's walk around the corner, find some assholes, whoever looks at us wrong first, and you take this knife and you just stab them up. Like, just in their leg or their arm so you don't kill them. You don't want to fucking do life for it. But give them a, a, a few good sticks. And then, then you'll go to prison. And while you're in there, you can get some shitty prison tattoos. Yeah, so just don't don't ask him that, all right? Thank you, Carrie McElwain, for showing me how it's done. This is another thing. It's like when you have tattoos, people think they can just touch you. No touchy. Also, thank you, Jennifer Duke. Um, and you should really... <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't actually get tattoos <laughs> at all. Like, <laughs> when you up. think about it. No, you should totally get tattoos. Don't, don't listen to him. <laughs> And thank you, Masters of the Tattoo. Jeffrey Lutz, Matthew Gordon, Wendy Pham and Gwen Douglas. All of their information can be found in the credits, as do a couple of pictures of the cat that Walrus tattooed on the banana. The soundtrack was specifically produced for this episode by Jonathan of Johnny B. Good. His information also in the credits. This was a 4000 Hz production from the heart of Kreuzberg, Berlin. They just put up a new channel, it's called Mixer, where they will release so-called Einzelstücken, pieces by independent authors. Yeah, you guessed it, it's in German, but absolutely worth checking out at 4000Hz.de. Next up at Walrus and the Bear is the second part of our Jewish community episode, and really important, Walrus has a safe to date. Me and Jeffrey John King are making our own freaking dinner kebab. We're already brainstorming and trying out different recipes. Everything will be made from scratch. And of course, there's going to be a tasting, a genuine dinner party on August 6th in Berlin. Keep an eye out on Facebook and Twitter to learn where it's at. Beautiful audio files. I had a jolly time. Don't forget to put a rating up on iTunes and I kiss your sweet buttery cheeks night night. Walrus out. A 4000 Hertz Production 2016